Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Kathleen Fullen, and I would like to introduce Jeanette Figueroa Cole, running for Alder in District 10. As we begin, I'd like you to give an opening statement about the educational, vocational, and civic experience you have, which qualifies you for this office, and why you are running for Alder. Thank you for having me here today and for facilitating the Known Your Candidate series. My name is Janet Figueroa Colt. Over 30 years ago, I found a home and community here in Madison before being elected as Alder for District 10. I had leadership roles in my community, serving as treasurer and president of the Don Smarsh Neighborhood Association. I also dedicated efforts towards supporting the unsheltered population as an outreach volunteer and treasurer for the Friends of State Street families. I am a business analyst with, a, with an extensive experience in system implementations, in user training and data analytics. I'm running for re-election in District 10 to continue to keep my campaign promises from two years ago of centering issues impacting community members' health and safety. I truly believe that everyone rises when we lift from the bottom up by providing community services to those most vulnerable. What actions or programs would you support to enhance public safety in Madison? And in particular, what is your position on the use of body cameras by Madison police officers? It is imperative to prioritize the work of Public Health Madison and Dane County Violence Prevention Plan by looking at violence from the lens of health, which utilizes a public health approach to violence, focuses on prevention of violence before it occurs, encourages participation of those most impacted by the issues, supports alternative emergency response services of mental health crisis, and collaborates with appropriate governmental and nonprofit agencies to address the needs of our people. To achieve safely, safety, we must invest in people. CARES, for example, has proven to be an effective tool for addressing situations related to a mental health crisis, and we must continue to expand the program across the city and the county. We reduce services for mm -hmm. calls significantly by providing those who camp at Randall Park with safe, um, places to stay by creating the first urban campground in the city and by supporting the temporary shelter operations and the permanent shelter. A healthy community is a safe community and together we can achieve a Madison that is a place to live for all and not just for some. I do not support the body cameras. I have been asking for a budget to implement and operate the tool across the city and I have not gotten a response. Um, we have a very limited budget and we cannot afford to continue to take away from supporting and establishing programming that has a track record of keeping our community healthy and safe. What do you see as the most important environmental issues the city needs to address? What will be your priorities for council action on these issues? Well, um, there's many, many um, initiatives that we're working on. But I think one that we are um, focusing efforts on is on the green green gas um, greenhouse gas em emissions. And on that regard, we have implemented a safe street policy 
which I'm very proud of, what, what that puts people before cars, prioritizes bus rapid transit options, and favor buses over personal vehicles. We're ensuring easier, easier bus accessibility to everyone in the city, including the disabled and the elderly. With the transit overlay district, for example, we also removed their minimum vehicle parking requirements and added tighter maximum parking limits. We invested in electric metro buses and a fire engine. We are currently working on fine-tuning the building energy savings program. All of these efforts are taking us on the path of a healthier environmental future. What is your position on increasing the pay for alders? Well, actually, I wrote a whole blog on this, but I'll give you a quick summer, sum of that. Um, I have the privilege of sustaining our household with one salary supplemented by my husband's retirement. I don't need additional income. On the other hand, I believe people must be compensated for the work they do. Raising the elder salary will make the position more sustainable for people who are not as privileged as I am. Being retired, having raised my child, or being of a certain age are not reasons to brag about when, uh, there are no reasons to brag about when we are running for elder. Those are privileges we have earned, but none of it qualifies me or anybody else to be an effective elder. I support elder pay increases because it alleviates the additional burden the job brings and because it facilitates bringing to the table diverse voices that are representative of the city's makeup. What, if anything, do you think the city should be doing to support economic development? I am very proud of supporting the city's commercial ownership assistance program. It has been very successful. The pop-up shops, the business ready program, the public markets. And I support a diverse group of new and established community service organizations that are focused on job training. I believe in centering these programs and grant opportunities on equity and inclusion where new and fresh ideas are embraced and welcomed. Silos must be eliminated to give birth to strong partnerships among for-profit and non-profit organizations and between all the various chambers of commerces we have in the city to find creative ways to lift and strengthen our, our, the city of Madison. How do you see racial disparities impacting constituents in your district? And are there any actions the city should take to address those? When it comes to racial disparities, I bring the perspective of a resident from a neighborhood and district that is racially and socioeconomically diverse. Our working class and the poorest who are often overlooked in Madison. And I seek to ensure those perspectives are at the center of every decision and policy. I am fully engaged in, in the neighborhood resource, resource team meetings and I am a member of the Violence Prevention Coalition, which allows me to connect funding opportunities and solutions to the needs of the communities I serve. We can continue to reduce disparities by continuing to improve housing affordability at all levels. From low income to market rate options while prioritizing access to multi-family housing and expanding land banking. With with each development, we must provide the resources needed to ensure people's basic needs are met 
such as rapid transit, access to libraries, schools, healthy food choices, access to job training programs, and community services. What are the most critical issues that you see facing the people in your district, and what would you propose to address these? District 10 is not immune to distracted or reckless drivers. That is a national issue, it's a city issue, it's not just contained in our district, but we have our fair share of that, and it's a number one and concern that my constituents has brought to the table. But at the end of the day, we each play a role in solving this issue. And the solutions involve a balancing act between infrastructural changes and enforcement. We can have enforcement at every corner 24 hours a day. So we have to put things together. We also have disparities in housing security and safe living conditions for our residents. And we need access to youth and family-oriented activities. With programs like, like Safe Streets and Vision Zero, and with um, grants focusing on youth employment, we can, we can make an impact in our district. The district also has dedicated individuals, nonprofit organizations, neighborhood resource teams, and neighborhood associations who deeply, deeply care about this community. I have fostered and prioritized partnerships with individuals and groups willing to work to solve issues facing our district. I look forward to continuing the work to strengthen our neighborhoods and continuing to, trans to transgress the boundaries that divide us. It has been very important for me personally to blow off the lines that are set up from infrastructure or, for, or even districts and neighborhoods and try to bring the entire district together as one. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? I want people to know that it has been an honor to serve the district and the city. I have found this job to be extremely challenging, but I love challenges and, and I, it, it really fills me, fills me and, and gives me a lot of, of pride to do the work. During this short term, I have supported or put, or put forward policy that supports violence prevention funding, access to healthy food um, and reproductive services. I have partnered with community leaders, with other elders, with, with um, Dane, County, Dane County supervisors to, to prevent evictions. I have supported and fought for safer places for, the, for our unsheltered population despite the minority oppositions that, and roadblocks that were presented. And I supported transportation policies that are equitable and inclusive. So I am here for the long run and I will, um, I will, I will be honored to have um, my constituents' votes to continue to build on the successes that we already have and continue to serve the district and the city. I want to thank Jeanette Figueroa Cole for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. I want to remind everyone that primary election day is Tuesday, February 21st, and the general election is Tuesday, April 4th. As with every election, please vote. On behalf of Madison City Channel, and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.